impact not only the recent news of Kobe Bryant passing and the four others, including his 13-year-old daughter, but his legacy and what he leaves behind. There's more to it with Kobe Bryant. His will to win, his attitude, demeanor, the way he led himself not only on the court but off of the court, he changed the complexion of basketball forever. And I know he modeled his game off of Michael Jordan over his shot, his Kobe phrase, which is so embedded in today's basketball culture, will carry on forever. I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think last year they would have won a lot more in 22 games if the roster hadn't been decimated by injuries. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games with hopefully at least having a possibility of competing for one of those last playoff spots in the East. That is definitely a huge way to begin the tournament. And Coach Johnson and them were saying during the press conference a couple of days before the tournament that, you know, they want to beat these teams, especially U of I, and being the 14th best team in the nation in Illinois State, kind of facing that adversity, being a major school in the Missouri Valley, showing the NCAA committee that they can compete with some of the top 25 teams in the nation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was missing before Sunday was that Super Bowl win. So now he's got it. I think, you know, if, if he wasn't already in the, the Hall of Fame as a coach, I think this kind of gets him well on his way to, to getting that. I think he's playing it smart. I think you will see some more signings as the the weeks, months go on. That's how I think about Rakan's uh, performance so far. Patience, patience, patience. And I think he knows what he's doing. And sooner or later, you'll see the fruits of his labor and think, wow, okay, he did know what he was doing. Every, teams are different every year. It's You, can't, you never keep the same guys. Half in professional sports and college guys transfer, graduate, uh, go to professional. It just you never had that same core group, so that that's going to sting. And they're not losing a ton of guys. This team, they're going to be projected, you know, could be top three, top four in the Big Ten again. And this time, though, it's not going to be a surprise. They're going to have a target on their back because they they beat a lot of the top teams last year, and so they're going to be gunning for them. This team can make a run um, deep into deep into March and hopefully April next year. Hey everybody, it's Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolanar. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 47th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you on March 27th, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 47th episode of Will's fifth quarter special. Hope everyone's surviving this COVID-19 virus so far, folks. I'm here as your host and creator for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we are recapping a pretty close-to-home college basketball season in the men's basketball side. It was a team this year that they have a historic history in uh, college basketball in the state of Illinois, and they had a very good season. And due to what happened with COVID-19, as you all have heard, uh, March Madness was suspended, was canceled for the year for the first time in probably almost the history of the whole tournament itself. And, you know, it's due to keep people safe and everything. But the team we're talking about today is 
just a few hours south. It's the University of Illinois fighting Illini at Urbana-Champaign at the University of Illinois. So we're going to cover the team a little bit, how they did this year, and just kind of looking at some of the statistics on their season and historically how they've done in the past four or five years. They had their first winning season, 21-10 and 10 record this year. Very good in the Big Ten, finishing fourth place out of 14 teams. That's a pretty good record. And their last winning season was 2014-2015 season, where they had a record of 19-14 and 14 on the year. So just right off the bat, that tells you, hey, this team really has improved a lot. I mean, they brought in a new uh, coach, very well-respected coach in college basketball, and Brad Underwood, he took the helm around in 2017. He was announced as the new coach for the Fighting Illini men's basketball team. He's previously coached over at Oklahoma State. Historically, that team had some success. Historically, uh, Underwood did very well with that team over there in Oklahoma State. So he brought, obviously, his strong resume of experience and uh, development of defense and good passing ability and shooting. Just you know, you're a good classic all-around college basketball coach, and he's helped Illinois big time. You know, just looking at their conference record as a whole, their overall record of 21 and 10, at 13 and 7 of that came from conference play. You know, they were 6 and 6 on the way, but an impressive 15 and 3 record at home. So we're gonna get into more of some of those details with our special guest appearance on the show. He is a very close friend of the show, close friend of mine as well, one of my best friends, and he knows a lot about U of I. He went there. He went to a lot of the, all the basketball games, still follows it. He's a big diehard U of I basketball fan, and it's Alex Stolnar. You've heard him on the show many times before. He was on the second episode of the show. Actually, was the first time we talked University of Illinois fighting on I basketball was episode two of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. So if you guys have a chance after hearing this uh, while you're home surviving from the virus or whatever you're up to, Go back and check out episode two, because that was the first of the times we talked U of I basketball. This will be the second time we talk about it on the show, and I'm very excited about this. This is a good team. I followed their season, you know, followed Northwest, and a lot of the local teams around here in the state. And, you know, it's it's just exciting to see a team have a good season. You know, good young players, good veteran college players, bringing it together and just doing something special for that team. So we're going to talk to Alex Nolanar about just kind of what he thinks about U of I uh, and what Brad Underwood has developed in that program. You know, since 2017, this was year three now of the, him coaching the helm of the Fighting Illini. So we're going to talk about what Underwood has done to impact this team in a positive manner. They have a few players that are now transferring. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Just some of the games he thought were big uh, difference makers in the season. Not just for how the team did this year in the standings, but you always got to have to look at how a team can develop past that year for their future. So this will also help us see where U of I is headed past this year. You know, some of their young players, freshmen, sophomores that are developing, where these players can go past this year. So we're going to ask Alex about his thoughts on that. And also what he thinks U of I could have done hypothetically in the March Madness tournament had been happening right now. You know, because it looked like they could have made a lot of noise in that tournament this year the way they did in the Big Ten. So here's that interview with Alex Stolenar. So Alex Stolenar, welcome back to Will's Food Court Special. You're hopefully surviving this COVID-19 quarantine, as all sports fans are. So first, welcome back to the show. How are you surviving the quarantine, uh, and how excited are you uh, to talk about U of I? 
Yeah. Hey, how's it going, Will? Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's different, right? It's strange. Everything's canceled. Everything's closed. Everybody's staying inside, and uh, it's definitely you know unprecedented times and different. And we'll see if we can get through it. As far as the no sports, yeah, it's it's weird. We're supposed to have opening day yesterday, and they have been doing a good job though on a lot of sports channels playing some replays. So I've caught that. Yesterday was actually 15 years of um, the Illinois comeback versus. Arizona in the 2005 Elite Eight, so it was like perfect timing for your interview. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of key sports going on, and we're going to start, we're, we're going to get right to the point. U of I had its first winning season since the 2014-2015 season this year. Current record this year, they finished the season 21-10, and 10, but 13-7 and 7 impressively in the conference, 15-3 and 3 record at home. So that, that's right off the bat. Some really good stuff. So first, we got to get to the head coach that helped them get to that point. So give us a brief description of what you've seen from Brad Underwood, the head coach everyone's has seen since 2017, but the U of I, Brad Underwood, not the one that was at Oklahoma State. And just tell us in a little bit on the coaching style he has, because he seems like the type of coach that runs a pretty good but tight ship as well with players. Yeah, he uh, he's known, you know, he's, he's a yeller, he's a screamer, he's a holler. Um, but he, what changed him this year is he revamped the system. You know, he, when he came here, he was coming from Oklahoma State, who was a running gun, shoot the three well, um, you know, score as many points as you can kind of team. They would average you know, almost 85 points a game at Oklahoma State. So when he got hired, everybody in the Illini fan base was pretty excited. You know, we haven't seen this kind of style. We we're used to scoring droughts with Weber and uh, Gross, and, and so it was something different. Okay, then, you know, for those first two years, it didn't work. You know, we, whether we didn't have the players or it just didn't fit the Big Ten. So this year he kind of revamped and got more defensive, um, better rebounding. Um, different recruits came in, and uh, they led. They were top five in defense at the beginning of the Big Ten season, and pretty much through they were top ten, and then they were one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And so when you combine that with uh, some decent shooting – Hey, you're going to have a pretty good team. As you can see, they finished fourth in the Big Ten. Yeah, and also his son played for the team, too. little story a lot of fans don't know about you. I think his son played for the team, too, currently as a as a forward and a you know grad transfer. So that's pretty cool. Um, but definitely a good coaching style. You know, it's, it's always good to find a coach in college sports that doesn't do too much, but also does the right stuff. Seems like he's done that so far, and you gotta tell, you gotta fill us in on some of the games. A lot of fans, you know, follow the Big Ten, and a lot of people don't know a lot about U of I just because they've had some rough seasons. I mean, they haven't had a winning season besides this year since 2014-2015, so they were kind of getting back on the map for success. So, what games helped them do that this year? I know one we should definitely. Uh, have you fill us in on? They had a big match at home against Michigan State, the conference. So it seems like uh, just fill us in on some of the games that got them to that twenty-one ten record this year. Yeah, um, they they uh, they did. They played some tough games. They started non-conference schedules pretty favorable. So looking at it preseason, I mean, it looked like maybe they'd struggle with one or two games, and uh, so that everyone thought, well, maybe this team could be ranked top twenty-five. You know, going into the Big Ten. But then they struggled. They, it took them a little while to get started. They, things just weren't clicking. Um, they had bad loss at Missouri in the, um, the rivalry game down in St. Louis. Then they had a bad loss at home. They're down 25 to 30 
25 or 30 points to Miami, who ended up finishing in the ACC middle of the pack. So that was that was frustrating. Um, but then come Big Ten play, things are starting clicking. They got on a little roll, and they were first place in the Big Ten, you know, mid-February with about a month of the season left on a seven-game win streak. And then they had, during that win streak, they had wins at Wisconsin, at Purdue, um, the buzzer beater against Michigan, they beat Michigan at home. They had a, like a two-point loss to Maryland. And so they, they played in so many close games. And so really, um, they, you know, they climbed up the rankings too nationally. So they kind of put themselves back on the map. And then they went on this little four-game losing streak towards the, the that back half of February, and middle of the back half of February. But then they started catching their, their, their stride right as uh, the Big Ten season finished. They finished with a big win against Iowa. It's always been tough for them. And heading to the Big Ten tournament, you know, they were favorites to win the tournament. Uh, they clinched that first that double bye. So who knows what could have happened. But they were definitely they were definitely put themselves back on the map. And people are going to uh, be looking at Illinois basketball differently next year. So what players helped them do that this year? I know there's a few names that you had uh, shared with me before the interview. Fill us in on some of those players that, definitely made the difference for that team, as you said, getting them back on the map this year. Yeah, so um, the, it starts right, you know, with uh, Isle DeSumo. And uh, he, he's a Chicago guy, Morgan Park kid, wanted to stay in state. And he came to Illinois when Illinois, he could have went, he could have went to a much better school, much more competitive school. But, you know, he wanted to be that guy that brought Illinois his home state back on the map and he did that last year but they just didn't have the pieces around him last year and then this year everybody got got one more year of practice in the offseason together spent some time overseas together and he came back and uh his goal he said he didn't want to leave last year his goal was to bring them back to the tournament and so he he fulfilled his promise and um he went he battled some injuries this year so he was a guy that we'll see if he comes back but he's a guy that can definitely Definitely be a legend in Illinois if he stays. And then the other guy they had is Kofi Coburn. He's a big, you know, seven footer from uh, East Coast, and uh, he came in. He's a freshman this year. He had how many, you know, freshman of the week honors in the Big Ten, and he just dominated guys. You know, he just get rebounds. He's just so much bigger. He's physically a, a big man. He's a true Big Ten big man, and so and he's only going to get better. He's a freshman. He'll probably be here four years. Um, three at least, hopefully, but he's just a true Big Ten center. And then you had guys that – the transfers that came in. Andres Felice did really well. Um, you had Trent Frazier. He, he kind of had a rough start, but he finished – he was coming and hitting his stride. You had Georgie. Um, he was doing the same. You know, guys, everybody just started to click, and everybody knew their role. There wasn't – you know, Io, yes, he's the superstar, but he didn't have the guy – he didn't have to be the guy taking every shot. Guys fit, fit their role really well. Yeah, that's important in college basketball. And there's two names you didn't mention that are actually leaving the program. So fill us in on uh, the reasons that Tavion Jones and Alan Griffin are leaving the line on men's basketball. Yeah, so Tavion and Alan Griffin, the, supposedly they're leaving both because they see the transfers that are coming in with the two freshmen top recruits next year. And they're probably going to be, you know, coming at their playing time and coming at their minutes. And so I, I don't – I don't blame them for leaving. When guys, when I see guys transferring from, you know, my school or my program that I like it, 
you you want to look into the background. You know, what, why are they leaving? You know, is it something that happened on off the court? Is he not getting along, or is a coach, you know, not pushing these guys? But it wasn't. It had nothing to do with that. It's strictly playing time. It seems like so. You know, you wish the best for them going forward, and hopefully they uh, enjoy their time in Illinois, and we'll see what they do. But I hate to see them go transfer to in conference school. But that's all. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the way this team's looking this year, they might even regret that decision. I mean, I know playing time is important, not understanding it from a player's perspective, but in sports that's definitely important to those players that are trying to make it something they're doing as a career as well out of college when they try to go to pros in the future. But one final question, we don't want to keep you too long, Alex. We know you have a lot going on today. Um, U of I didn't get to the tourney this year. The tournament was canceled. And we always talk about it in sports. Players play with a chip on their shoulder. We see it when teams don't win that NBA final or World Series or National title. We've seen it with a lot of teams bouncing back year after. So you talked about the Sumo possibly coming back next year. You know, a lot of U of I fans probably hope the same based on him not being able to get the team through the tourney since it was canceled. What do you see U of I using the tournament not happening? What do you see Underwood doing to motivate that as a chip the team could use to be even more successful and maybe even crack the top two spots in Big Ten next year. How do you see that this happening next year? Yeah, this uh, this is definitely something that, you know, is, is going to sting for a little while, right? Especially if um, in sports, you know, teams aren't in championship teams. And I'm not saying no, it would have been a championship team, but team, every, teams are different every year. It's you can't, You never keep the same guys. Happens in professional sports and college. Guys transfer, graduate, uh, go to professional. It just you never had that same core group, so that that's going to sting. And and who knows what this group could have done? They were hitting their stride at the right time, and then things um, kind of became bigger than basketball. But as far as going on to next year, they, they're not losing a ton of guys. You know, they're, they're potentially losing now four four solid to two transfers. Io leaves, and then they're losing losing Kipper to um, graduation. But this team, they're going to be projected, you know, could be top three, top four in the Big Ten again. And this time, though, it's not going to be a surprise. They're going to have a target on their back because they beat they beat a lot of the top teams last year, and so they're going to be gunning for them. Um, but if two freshmen coming in, Adam Miller and uh, Cabrera, if they're coming in and they're as good as advertised, this this team can make a run. Uh, deep into deep into March and hopefully April next year. Well, Alex, thanks for your time. Hope you survive the uh, quarantine. Everyone's going through safely. Talk about safety here, even though we do miss sports. And uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, thanks, Will, and uh, ILL. I and I. So that was good insight on the University of Illinois Fighting Illini men's basketball team from Alex Dolinar. It's always good to talk good sports here on this show. And like I said before we broke to the inter- we went to the interview, it's good to see a team find success. You know, it doesn't matter if it's whatever sport it is. I think what I always enjoy about sports as a whole, and I'm sure you guys do as well, is just the love of the game and seeing players work hard and then find that potential uh, play out in a good manner and you know you fight through injuries you fight through critics that say hey I can't do it U of I did that this year from what I've seen and 
you know, yes, they do. It does seem they have a few transfer players that one Brad Underwood talked about was going to be a key difference maker for the team. I mean, they have some players going to the draft this year coming up in the NBA, and they believe that this player could have been a starter next year. But you, you have to prepare for those things. You know, you never can expect everything to go as you plan. You know, it's as they always say, I've said it many times on the show, so I'll say it again. Expect the unexpected, and that's what U of I has done in this case. They've put a really good program together over there in Urbana-Champaign, and I think a lot of teams are obviously going to feel this similar way, so I'm going to compare it as a whole, but also the U of I as a, as a you know, specific reason for this episode to mention this. You know, a lot of these teams are ready for the March Madness tournament, and now it's canceled. A lot of teams will have a chip on their shoulder, all these teams of the 64 that were ready to compete, you know, etch their chances in, you know, changing history in their programs in this tournament, you know, trying to win the national championship. You know, every team wants that. That goes in this tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year. I think it'll be really exciting to see what college basketball can be. I think it's going to be even more ramped up and exciting next year because they will have the tournament probably. I'm a, I will not doubt they won't have the tournament next year. So I think it'll make a lot of players that are going to be coming back very excited uh, just to practice hard, you know, work out even more and be like, hey, I didn't get a chance to play in that tourney next year until next year. So I didn't get a chance to play in that tourney this year. And that gives me more motivation to work hard, do even better for a team like the Illini especially, and you know, get them to the tournament next year. Well, we'll see. That'll have to unfold as things always do. But always good to talk good sports, especially uh, college basketball. It's very uh, fun talking good sports on this show. So that was fun. Now we're going to head into the favorite part of the show everyone loves and enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. You can also head to our official website, com and see the history of Will's Sports Movie Moment, where it originated, and where we post our favorites that have been done on various episodes and where we can share yours as well to be featured on future Will's fifth quarter specials. Mine's a favorite movie of mine. I played basketball when I was a kid. So this movie came out in 2006. It was a great Disney sports true story. It's called Glory Road. I've used this one in the show before, but it's going to be a different scene that I haven't used before. And I think it relates really well to University of Illinois Illini men's basketball team we're talking about today. And it's in the regard of bringing in a new coach, trying to develop a new culture, uh, just dating back to what they did bringing in Brad Underwood in 2017 to become their head coach. And in the movie Glory Road, Don Haskins is a girls high school basketball coach. And Texas Western College, now known as UTEP, but at the time it was Texas Western, he's brought in to coach a men's basketball team that is very bad. They're not very good. You know, they're underperforming, and they need better leadership. You know, they have good players, and, you know, Coach Haskins brought in even more good players, you know, defined history, pulling off the greatest upset in sports, and, you know, just as Jackie Robinson changed the color barrier in baseball, he did that 
with uh, Texas Western in college basketball and basketball as a whole. So it's a really great movie, great historic movie, but it compares a lot to U of I, you know, and the, the scene that it compares to the best that I'm going to use today is the first practice the coach, Don Haskins, has with his team. You know, it's his first time with his team, first time coaching college basketball. So he was very blunt, honest, but, you know, he did what he needed to do. You know, he was a good, little forceful, but good leader. You know, he didn't want to just train these young men to be really good basketball players and, you know, help them see their potential, but also to be good young men in the world. And that's a really good head coach. You know, he told them a very important line. He said, you're going to play basketball my way, and my way is hard. So he said no, something else very important. And he also realized as a coach, I uh, I have to play with their style as well as my own. You know, and that every coach figures that out with a new team. You know, Brad Underwood had to do that with U of I, matching his style that he brought in. And, uh, you know, another thing Don Askin said that I think relates to any coach probably, they say it in a different but similar form to their players, I speak, you listen. You know, that shows good leadership, shows, hey, I'm here to try and make you guys into a really good basketball team, help you guys be successful. You just got to follow my instructions, uh, listen to my advice and tips, and I can get you there. Now, that's what Brad Underwood probably did as well with this U of I team. You know, they had a lot of, they had a fair amount of talent, uh, but they have had some recruitment issues in the last few years uh, just due to, you know, competing with other top programs in the country for players even in state. So, but the last year or two, they've gotten better at the recruiting, they're developing their players, and that's why we saw a 21 and 10 record for the 2019-2020 season. You know, their first winning record since 2014-2015. You know, there's a reason we saw them get that winning record this year, 2019-2020 season. As I said earlier in the episode, 21 and 10, uh, their first winning record since 2014-2015 season. So. I think this scene really relates to any sport as well, but specifically U of I at this right episode right now, where you get the right leadership along with the right talent. A lot of teams today, they think, okay, I get that player that can shoot the ball real well and defend real well. Like you're, you try and find your Zion Williamson. I mean, today people think, hey, you don't just need a good coach; you need the right players. You need both ingredients in my opinion, to develop a good team. You know, you see a lot of teams put the effort into their players, but you also want to get the right coach. You know, we see it with Jay Wright over there in Villanova, you know, and other well-known, well-respected college basketball programs. Not just respected by their players that come through the door and hit the court, you know, wear the uniform, compete in the tournaments, win the championships, but the the coaches that help get them there. And Brad Underwood's trying to do that with U of Iron, and I think they have a very bright future for that program moving forward so that's my sports movie moment favorite if you haven't seen glory road go check it out and that is all the time we have in episode 47 of will's fifth quarter special tune in next time as we will have upcoming facebook lives and more fifth quarter sports talk as things continue to unfold we'll keep you guys posted on what happens with the mlb the nba and the nfl draft and how COVID 19 is affecting those you know a special message from us here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Continue to stay safe during COVID-19 uh, through the virus. We're all going to get through this together. And as I said on our last Facebook Live an episode, Will's Fifth Quarter Special won't stop just because COVID-19 is going on. That doesn't stop sports talk, even though sports aren't happening as much right now, uh, You know, aside from NFL free agency. So 
my message to all of you is each of you is a part of the Willis Fifth Quarter Special Family. Whether you've only heard an episode once or seen one of our posts, you've taken the initiative to at least take interest in what we do on this show in the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk, what we're about, which is bringing good sports contact to the average sports fan, and you guys have become a part of this family. And as the as a creator and person that hosts this show, I want to continue it no matter what. So I will continue to do that for each of you through this, uh, as we call it, sports hiatus and uh, temporary shutdown at this point. You're going to continue to see good content moving forward. So COVID-19 is not going to stop us here at Willis the Court Special. So my message to you is just keep washing your hands, stay safe. Social distancing is very important. You know, it's a very serious thing going on right now, so just stay safe. And as a lot of broadcasters have said, I will say today, sports will continue when it is meant to continue. You know, we're all about being safe, and those athletes need to be safe as well. So stay safe out there, everybody. I want to thank our guest appearance and friend of the show, Alex Dolanar, for coming on to join us again for the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. We appreciate your time on our show, Alex, and uh, your continued support of the Wheels Fifth Quarter Special. We hope to have you on again soon. Reach out to us on Will's Fifth Quarter Special's Facebook page and our social media and on our website at com to find out more about our episodes, our live streams, and what we do here on the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your Fifth Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Faro, along with guest appearance Alex Dolanar, saying so long from Will's Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your Fifth Quarter Sports Talk, you can check out all of Will's Fifth Quarter Specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.